0: This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 812, Emotional Nourishment, by Becca Schern of minimalwellness.com, and I'm Dr. Neil. Welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, or welcome for the first time if you're new here. This is the podcast where I act as your very own personal narrator and read to you from some of the most popular health and fitness blogs. Now, before we get to the post, don't forget, we give away a book to a random person on our mailing list every month. So, If you want to be in the drawing, make sure you're on our mailing list at oldpodcast.com. The next giveaway is in less than a week. I'll give you a quick reminder at the end of the show. So for now, let's get right to it and start optimizing your life. Emotional Nourishment by Becca Schoen of minimalwellness.com. I took the majority of July off from work. I did a few client sessions and posted a recipe or two, but mostly, I enjoyed time with my family and friends. During this time, I did a lot of thinking about new directions I'd like to take personally and professionally. It was an incredible luxury, and I was able to see some subtle signs of inspiration. Physical nourishment is not an area I struggle much with. I enjoy eating well, I love to move, my gut seems pretty healthy, and I avoid as many toxins as possible. But I've come to realize I don't do very well with emotional nourishment. The idea of emotional nourishment as it pertains to my life is still fairly vague, but I was introduced to the general concept while listening to a podcast interview with Tom Bilyeu. My initial reaction to the idea of emotional nourishment was obviously we need to attend to our inner mental health and our emotional spiritual world, but I do fine with that. However, as I pondered this concept further, it's become increasingly clear that I kind of ignore my emotional health. I've never felt particularly emotional. So I think I just take it for granted that I don't need to invest much energy in managing or interpreting my emotions. There are things I do to promote mental health. I take a couple of supplements in the winter to stave off seasonal affective disorder. I try to get outside as much as possible. I work out or take walks to think about things when I'm struggling, or I'll talk it out with my partner, a family member, or friend. But when a situation is less than ideal emotionally, I tend to numb out a bit and try to knuckle through it. It's a maladaptive tendency. I've also realized I have no real routine maintenance for when things are good, and I don't have a go-to method of upgrading my mental and emotional well-being. To address this now obvious deficiency in my lifestyle, I've decided to spend the next 150 days, the remaining days of this year, focused on emotional and mental nourishment via the following daily actions. Meditation. Ask anyone who is at the pinnacle of life and they will likely tell you the number one thing we can do to improve our mental and emotional functioning is to meditate. Although I've dabbled with meditation far more this year than any year of my life prior, I'm nowhere near having a meditation practice. Because of that, I've yet to experience any noticeable change in my state due to meditation. I don't have a specific type of meditation I plan to do. Instead, I will use the coming days to explore the different options and styles to see what works best for me. My goal with daily meditation is to simply, consciously, do at least a few minutes every day. As the days pass, I'm certain my ability to and interest in meditating for longer periods will increase and the benefits will become more clear. Yoga. Another practice that is frequently recommended for its ability to help us cultivate a sense of calm, focus, and centeredness is yoga. Although yoga in the West is mostly thought of as a physical practice, it's really a discipline with interwoven mental, spiritual, and physical components. For about a year back in 2015, I attended yoga classes or did yoga at home two to three times per week and noticed a distinct shift in my mental and emotional states. I felt better able to handle the stresses of everyday life and I felt more clear on my purpose and passions than I had prior. Unfortunately, I stopped my regular practice because of a wrist injury. But after a lot of effort, I seem to have the wrist injury healed and yoga has been something I've missed over the past year and a half and lately, I felt drawn to the mat. I'll spend at least 15 minutes every day practicing yoga, slowing down, focusing, breathing, cultivating peace and feeling gratitude. Alcohol. Addictive substances can dramatically affect our emotional well-being. Sugar, caffeine, alcohol, tobacco, and marijuana are among the most frequently used in the US. All of these substances have substantial effects on our brain chemistry, our brain composition, and our brain function. It makes increasing sense to me to limit or eliminate addictive substances to facilitate optimal mental and emotional states. With the exceptions of sugar and caffeine, alcohol has been the only drug I've consumed on a regular basis or even semi-regular basis. A little under a year ago, I realized my intake of alcohol was frequently in excess of the recommended upper limit for moderate consumption. I had a drink or two most nights of the week. I rarely had more than two drinks a night, and I never worried I was developing an addiction, but it was an unhealthy habit. Since that realization, I've generally reduced my intake to be well within moderate consumption levels. For my birthday reset back in March and for the month of June, I abstained completely from imbibing. I can now go relatively easily without alcohol, social situations are still difficult, and it no longer feels like a habit. What these experiments and reductions have shown me is that at the very least, life is just as enjoyable sober as it is when I drink moderately. Plus, I'm far more productive when I don't drink. I sleep better and I think more clearly. It feels like a good time to experiment with a long period of sobriety. So I'm done drinking for the rest of this year. Who knows, it might turn into an amazing part of my lifestyle that I continue on into the new year. I don't know what the next 150 days or so will bring, but I do know that I'll discover a lot about myself and at this point in life, that's an outstanding outcome. You just listened to the post titled, Emotional Nourishment by Becca Schern of minimalwellness.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up like delicious lolly focus pops or lolly mellow pops for kids. And for parents, try three new brainy chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. Now, if you're anything like me, you know that meditation and yoga are wonderful practices. They're fantastic for calming our minds and definitely for emotional nourishment. But they're both things that you've heard about before, but maybe you just haven't tried yet. Or maybe you tried it and didn't like either of them. There are a lot of data to show both meditation and yoga are fantastic for calming the mind, but I'm not gonna try and convince you to go back to those if you didn't like them. What I will suggest, though, is potentially trying a new way of meditating or a new way of incorporating yoga. For example, for me, when I try and sit cross-legged and slow my breathing, close my eyes, and try and meditate in a silent environment, it just doesn't work for me. Instead, what I find is when I go for a jog or when I'm on a bike, what I find is that's more meditative for me. I find I get into that headspace very quickly where my mind does start to calm down. My breathing is not getting any slower, but it is a way for me to get that emotional nourishment. So maybe sitting down and meditating with your legs crossed isn't for you, but maybe you can find something else that's meditative. Maybe it's playing an instrument. But whatever it is, find something that gives you that emotional nourishment. For me, again, I would rather get in a intense workout than using a day to just do 45 minutes of yoga. So instead, what I do is I incorporate a lot of yoga poses into my cool down and stretch after an intense workout. That's where I'm supposed to be slowing down my breathing because I'm cooling off. I'm trying to get my heart rate back to normal. And so for me, it's a perfect time to practice that deep breathing and get some deep stretching in, but using yoga poses. Oh, and lastly, she mentioned something called drinking in moderation, or moderate consumption. What that means is, for ladies, no more than one drink per day. One drink would be something like one 12-ounce can of beer, or it would be about five to six ounces of wine, or one and a half ounces, like a shot of hard liquor. Each of those would be considered one drink, And for women, that would mean that no more than one of those would count as moderate consumption. For guys, we can have two drinks per day, and that's still considered moderate consumption. So that would be like two 12-ounce beers, or one beer and one five to six-ounce glass of wine, or one glass of wine and one shot of hard liquor. But what happens is when we go above these recommendations, we're finding that For women in particular, there's a dramatically increased risk for breast cancer. For guys, if we go above the two-drink recommendation and we do that for years and years, there's also an increased risk for certain types of cancer, but just not breast cancer. Colon cancer seems to be the bigger one. So yes, if you can drink alcohol in moderation, that may reduce your risk for certain diseases. But again, get creative with some of these things. Find your own ways to experience that emotional nourishment because it is something we tend to forget. All right, a quick reminder before I go, as promised, we do book giveaways on the first of every month to random people on our mailing list. And that's in less than a week. So if you wanna be a part of that, come by oldpodcast.com and join the weekly newsletter. It's totally free and it's a great way to show your support for all of our shows. Again, you can join at oldpodcast.com. All right, that's it for today. I hope you're having a wonderful Tuesday. Thank you as always for listening. I'll be back here tomorrow for our Wednesday episode. So I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits.